Good morning from Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Yep, you made it. And up here in the Northeast, this is the Friday of February vacation week. Again, some of you probably get sick of this if you're not from the Northeast, but up here we uh, <laughs> we have sort of like a spring vacation before the spring vacation. And so we're just ending that this week. All of our playoff games and all that kind of stuff uh, start to go on and wind down. And, and so that's what this time of year is about. So today I thought I would tackle Revival. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of you probably know what I'm talking about. If you're not familiar with it, there is a, a school down in Kentucky, outside of Lexington, Kentucky, Asbury University, that may be experiencing some revival. And it's been pretty much the talk of the nation in a lot of ways here in the States. And I think it's something that we at least have to have to address or I want to address a little bit. And, um, you know, I think as always, we have to be careful. Uh, it's, it's easy to make uh, hot takes in the moment. And, you know, what, what I want to try to do is be wise, hopefully be uh, discerning and an encouragement to you that might listen to this. You know, what, what, what does revival look like? Well, first of all, I don't know that I would be a good person to handle that. And so you, you might say, well, then why are you making a podcast about it? Well, good question. Uh, essentially, um, I, I think the reason I'm making a podcast about it is to think through these things. And so first of all, you know, I would not be a good person uh, to talk about a revival because I've never experienced it and neither probably have, have most of you. Now, maybe some of you have. I would not try to be presumptuous in that way. And so if you have, then I would love to hear from you. Um, but, but I find it interesting that most folks that are having hot takes uh, about this so-called revival and calling it not a revival or a revival have never really experienced revival. And so interestingly enough, I don't know that you have to experience revival to know what it looks like, but it probably would help the situation, right? <laughs> so let me just walk us through uh, a few, I think, ditches that we have to be careful of. Uh, first, one of the things I see all over on the internet is just a condemning of this. You know, this is not from God. Uh, all they're doing is singing songs. Uh, this can't be revival, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I think many folks are well-meaning and, uh, and they may be right, uh, but the reality is it's probably too soon to make judgment calls like that. Uh, some of them haven't even been there and, and I haven't been there. I'm probably not planning on going to Asbury and, and this hasn't just been at Asbury. There have been other places mentioned uh, for those of you in the Christian circle, Cedarville University, Ohio Christian University, uh, Indiana Wesleyan University, the list goes on. It tends to be in the Midwest, but even up here in the great state of Maine, there has supposedly been a couple of churches. And so, you know, God uh, obviously is doing something. And, and I think those that decry and say this can't be revival, there's no way, you know, we have to be careful with that. You know, that's a, that's a pretty quick judgment to make. On the flip side, I, I think you have the other side and people are declaring this a revival. You know, this is a revival and I, I feel like that's a little bit premature uh, to say that because we don't even hardly know. This has only been going on for about, you know, eight or ten days. By the time this comes out, it will be almost two weeks. And so, you know, to me, that's a little bit, you know, uh, it's a little bit early to say, well, this is definitely revival. 
Um, you know, men like Leonard, Leonard Ravenhill, if you want to ever read him, or Jonathan Edwards, uh, w- would probably be much better to, to speak on, on such things. When we look at the Bible, you know, we see what I would think are some, some revivals. And I think there are some, some pieces that we, we know should be a part of, if you will, personal revival, let alone public revival. And, and I think in a lot of ways, um, you know, whatever the Lord is doing, he's obviously doing something. And so I would commend you. I'm not going to read a lot of it here, but so far, and there are many, many, many articles out there, but so far I would say the article I've read that is the most succinct, it's not long, um, is from someone who went to Asbury and they work with Answers in Genesis. Uh, Answers in Genesis is located not too far from Lexington, so they're probably about an hour and a half, two hours away. And they sent one of the writers down. Uh, her name is uh, Patricia, and Patricia Angler. And, and she wrote an article, and, and so far from all the articles I've read, it seems to kind of have that middle-of-the-road, let's-just-wait-and-see approach, rather than this is not a revival or this is a revival. Obviously, God is doing something, and praise God for that. You know, if, if you listen to this and you're down in Asbury or you're at, at Cedarville or the Indiana Wesleyan or a church or, hey, hallelujah, I'm not there. I praise God for whatever he's doing. If people are being saved and sanctified and confessing sin and, um, you know, and praising Jesus name. Wow, that's awesome. Why would I ever be against that? I think that's fantastic. And so let me just read a little bit of what Patricia Angler says at the end of her article. You can go on AnswersInGenesis.org and find it. Um, but I, I think the end of her article summarizes pretty well, um, you know, anomalies like this. This is not something we see every day. And so obviously the Lord's doing something. And here's, here's what she says. So is revival happening at Asbury? It's clear that something has been happening, which started with students voluntarily spending time with God. Since then, for a wide variety of possible reasons, thousands of visitors have been coming together to either worship or remain in a worshipful atmosphere. The movement wasn't planned or manufactured and appears to be attracting a mix of seekers and spectators. So far, there seems to be room for cautious optimism based on the students' testimonies. At this point... However, I personally prefer to err on the side of calling the phenomenon a remarkable student worship movement rather than prematurely applying other labels. We will know more by the long-term fruit. Meanwhile, like the first student I spoke with emphasized, let's faithfully seek first the kingdom of heaven wherever we are, praying for those both inside and outside the church to find a renewed hunger for God, passion for his name, and an uncompromised stance on his word. And so, you know, she goes on a little bit at the end, but I think that is a good it's the best description I found outside the Bible on what, you know, what, what may be going on there. Yes, there may be a revival. And if there is, hallelujah. But before we put labels on this in a world that is on the Internet and Twitter and Facebook, you know, friends, we, we, we need to just ask God. And so, you know, one of the things that I'm curious with some of these people that wrote, whether it's those that said there is a revival or those that said there isn't. Have you prayed for the folks that, that this is happening to, the college students? Have you, have you prayed for the leadership there? You know, if you go out on the internet and read the leadership from some of these institutions or, or churches that are supposedly, you know, going through some of these things, it's pretty amazing. You know, they're very humble about it. And so there's no doubt God's doing something. And why would we not want to be a part of something God is doing? And so we need to pray for these people and pray that the Lord, um, you know, that, that he continues to do uh, great and incredible things. 
And so there's a couple of principles I want to remind us of, though, with revival. For instance, we'll, we'll say things like, well, there's a great outpouring of God's Spirit. Well, I think we have to be careful with that, for those of you that are Christians, because the reality is, at salvation, you got all the Holy Spirit you'll ever need. Now, God moves sometimes, and we may, may say it that way, that there's been a movement of God, but we don't need more of God's Holy Spirit. The Bible says we are the temple of God because we have the Holy Spirit in us, which we have from God, and we are not our own. And so the reality is, I don't need more Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit needs more of me. Or I shouldn't say needs more of me, but desires to have more of me. The issue with me and God is not God, it's me. And so for personal or public revival, the issue is never the fact that, um, you know, that God has, has been less or that he is less himself. The issue is always us. We are the barrier. Satan is the barrier. Division is the barrier. Sin is the barrier, not God. And so I think whenever we see things like this, you know, we'll, we'll hear statements like, well, uh, you know, the, we have a Holy Spirit outpouring. You got your Holy Spirit outpouring at salvation. And for those of you that don't know Jesus Christ, that's my prayer, that you would come in repentance and faith and that you would receive the Holy Spirit. You don't need more of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit needs to get more of you. He wants to be all in my life, not just a part of it. And so I think that's the number one reminder I remind myself when it comes to revival. I want revival too. And I pray that this is revival. I pray that it spreads. And, and whatever God is doing, I am so thrilled. We will see. I, I think the second thing we see, and we see this all throughout the Bible, is whenever there is you know, a change, or if you want to call it revival, we could look at the book of Acts. And what is the first thing the early church did? You know, they gathered together. And so we definitely see that in these different locations. And so that follows the pattern of the Bible. And they praised God and they, they broke bread and probably took communion together. And, and you know, they, 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 they confessed sin and, and shared all things in common. And so we seem to see that piece happening. Praise God. The next piece that will be interesting to watch, and maybe it's already happening, was the early church went out and they preached the gospel. And over 3,000 souls were saved. And then all throughout the book of Acts, we, we see that God continued to add to their number daily. And, and we're, we're at least seeing the adding to the number daily at some of these places. Um, what time will tell is, are, are people going out and are they preaching the gospel um, within the walls, but outside the walls? And, and a lot of times before God has us go out and preach, you know, he has to do, um, you know, some sanctification in us. And so maybe that's what's happening here. I don't know. But I think those are important things for us to remember. And then, because here's the reality, God's not going to use, I mean, he can, but he prefers and chooses to use clean instruments. And so I think a lot of what we may be seeing here is God sanctifying people, preparing them for something. And then ultimately, I think that the greatest challenge of the Christian life, it's a challenge I face every day, and I'm sure you do, is perseverance, endurance, and patience. Th those three words. And so any one of us can get caught up, and, and I sure have over the years in different things emotionally, and we're excited, and we're ready to go to, go to battle, we're ready to go to war, and we're going to win this thing, and you know, everybody's exuberant, and, and then hard times come. Maybe it's a death in the family, or the loss of a job, or you know, maybe you're younger and it's, it's, it's the hope you had for a boyfriend or girlfriend, or you, know, or, or you fail a test, or God forbid you get the news that you have cancer, or whatever it is, and the reality is the, 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 the happiness of, of the moments now gets tested by fire. 
And James tells us that the testing of our faith develops patience or perseverance that will be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, you know, one of the things we have to think about when we look at, at, at situations like this is praise God for whatever he's doing. But the reality is he's going to take us usually from, you know, from the outskirts of the of the fire into the fire itself. We see it all throughout the Bible. You know, Moses says as he's up on the mountain and God prepares him, God sends him to Egypt. Things usually get worse before they get better. And, and I'm not trying to be a, a determinist. No, not at all. Or, or negative. The reality is it's the tough times in life when our faith gets tested. And so my, my prayer as God is doing whatever he's doing in these college campuses and churches is the prayer that he would do this in my own church, in my own heart, but recognize that it's not going to be an easy walk. You know, Jesus told us to take up his cross daily and follow him. And so it's a good reminder for me today and for you that whatever God is doing out, out you know, in these parts of, of North America and hopefully around the world, that he's preparing us for something greater. And, and first and foremost, ultimately, it's never about revival. It's always about God. And so if we're about the morning worship service for the sake of the morning worship service, then we missed it. The morning worship service at church is about God. If we think Easter is about getting together and celebrating only the resurrection of Jesus, which is a piece of it, that's awesome. Praise God. He rose from the dead. Why? So that we could honor and glorify God. So that we could preach the gospel. And so, you know, there's much, much more that probably should be said and needs to be said. But these are just a few thoughts for now for us to consider. And then as we kind of look ultimately at at the Bible, one of the things I love about the final statement that was made here by Patricia Angler as she talked to one of the students was that one of the students said it was about the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And so ultimately Jesus is going to build his church. And whether revival comes or doesn't come, Jesus is going to build his church. And so you know what my prayer is? Honestly, my prayer is that this is revival. My prayer is that what's going on in these college campuses and churches is revival, and then it starts to spread, that it spreads to my heart first. And the reality is, so often, you know, we, I don't know about you, but for those of us that grew up in the church, I think we think of revival as if we're going to bring the hordes in from outside or the world's going to come in. And when you look at the Bible, usually what we would call revival, or when we look at movements within the church, whether it's the Reformation or in our own nation here in America of Jonathan Edwards and, and some of the, um, you know, what we would call sort of great awakenings or revivals within our own country or the last really probably great awakening in the late 1850s that started with six men praying in New York City. That ultimately, friends, these things are not something that we can conjure up. We, we can't just manufacture. They're, they're a God thing. And the reality is it's not about the revival. It's ultimately about God's kingdom, God purifying his people, preparing us for whatever he has for us, and then us going out and being his mouthpiece. But it's hard to be a mouthpiece if, we have, if, if I have sin in my life or I have things that, that, that don't add up because the world is going to look at me and it's not going to make sense. And so I think ultimately, as a reminder today, when I think about this, it brings me back not making it about me, but it challenges me that if, if I desire revival, I better desire it in my own heart. And I better desire it in my own family. And then maybe I can desire it in my own church. And then maybe I can desire it in my own community. And then maybe in my own state, my own nation. In a lot of ways, I feel like we get it inverted. You know, we, we want revival in America. 
you know, America needs revival. Friends, as Jonathan Jones, I need revival. I always need God to revive me. And I think in, in English, at least, for those of you that may listen to this from other countries, I, I can't speak to your language, but in English, the word revive ultimately has some connotations of, of lifelessness to life. And so the reality is, I'll close with this, I can't think of a better passage than Ephesians 2, which says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, who is at work now in the sons of disobedience. So we were dead in our sins, and then it says, But God, being rich in mercy with his great love with which he loved us. And then the Bible will go on and say, For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works as anyone should boast. And so it's, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful reminder that true revival starts with sinners being saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection. And then those same sinners who are now saints continually being sanctified by God to be more like Jesus Christ, to accomplish things greater than we could ever imagine. So I'm praying that whatever's going on in these college campuses is revival. I really am. But I'm praying even more that God does that in my own heart, that he makes me more like him, that, 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 I, that I become more merciful and more gracious, that I, as, as John the Baptist said so aptly in John 3.30, may Jesus increase, may I decrease. So is there revival at Asbury and these other places? Time will tell. But may God do a work in my heart and yours to bring revival to each of our own hearts and lives, to our families, our churches, one day our communities and our world, through the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. For Northeast by Midwest, this is Jonathan Jones. Hey, have a great Friday and a great weekend.